Good morning, church. How are you this morning? Good, good, good. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. And last time I checked, it's still Sunday. It's still Sunday, and this is the Lord's day. And as the psalmist once said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. Boy, I tell you, no better place to be than in the Lord's house. Upon the first day of the week, you know what? There shouldn't be anything on your agenda on the first day of the week that that supersedes being in the Lord's house. That should be the number one agenda item on your list upon the first day of the week. Just like we find the pattern in the scriptures upon the first day of the week, the disciples came together. To break bread. They came together to give. They came together to commune. They came together to worship. They came together to look out for one another. To exhort one another. To encourage one another. Hebrews 10, 24. The Bible said. That's what we ought to be doing. Considering one another. As we see the day approaching. Let us consider one another. How do we do that? By looking out for one, each, one another, encouraging one another, Amen. letting each other know, hey, hang in there. It may be rough. It may seem like you can't make it, but God is able. Amen. God is able, folks, in all situations and circumstances. God is able. I don't care what your health condition is. I don't care what your financial situation is. I don't care what you may consider. To be doom and gloom. Man, our God is bigger than any of your doom and gloom. Because you know what? He has dealt with situations far bigger, far greater. And he has delivered on greater circumstances than what you're dealing with and what you're going through. But the bottom line is, folks, you got to believe it. You have to believe it. I could stand up here and preach until I'm blue in the face, but if you don't have faith, I'm not going to say I'm wasting my time, but you, you will never please God and you will never understand how great he is. Faith is, let me put it this way, faith is going beyond what you are accustomed to going. Normally, you might go up to a certain limit and say, well, I ain't going no further than that. But how will you ever trust? How will you ever get to know? How will you ever get to experience God's goodness if you won't go beyond that fence line that you say you won't cross? The only way you're going to come to know that God is true and that he is faithful and that he loves us and he will do what he said he would do, you you got to trust him. You have to trust him. You just can't serve God and please God according to the definition of how far you are only willing to go. You know what? That's not faith. That's walking by sight. That's walking by what you see. And serving God goes long beyond what you see and what I see. Look at the definition of faith. It is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Not seen. Amen. So I got to go beyond that, that fence line That's right. and believe that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Well, let me ask you this. Who have you ever met that has proven that God has lied to them? Mm-hmm. No one. No one. No one. 
Now, now usually we base a case upon facts. Somebody will present facts or say, no, no, I don't trust them because they lied to me about so-and-so or they've done this wrong or done this wrong. Who have you ever met that have said, no, God didn't come through on this and he lied to me on this? Have you ever met anyone to bring a charge against God that he has failed or he lied or he failed, came up short about anything? No one, right? Why don't you trust him? Why not trust him? But we, we, will, we will go into other situations in life blindly. I, I use the example about having surgery. I, I had surgery uh, three weeks ago. Man, I only met the doctor once before he cut on me. I only met him once. And I still struggle to pronounce his name. And, and, and I'm sitting there saying... I don't know jack about this man. I take it for granted he went to school where he say he went. I I take his word that you've done this surgery before many times. But to be honest, I don't know anything about it. So how is it I can go into a surgical setting. The, the doctor came in, the anesthesiologist came in, and I allowed him to inject a drug into my IV, knowing it was going to knock me out. And I still don't know his name. But I allowed somebody I didn't know to inject, induce a drug into my body that knocked me out. Never met it, and guess what? And didn't see him after surgery. (laughs) But I can trust a man. I could trust a man to cut on me to perform procedures on me and prescribe medication for me and all these things and I don't question them. But here's God. God don't carry malpractice insurance. Men do. Why do do doctors carry malpractice insurance? Because they're capable of making a mistake. They're capable of messing up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God don't need malpractice insurance. Amen. Because there's never been a case where he messed up. Because guess what? He can't mess up. Amen. But yet we struggle and say, no, I can't go beyond that fence line right there. Because you know what? I don't know if God is going to do it. But you let man do everything else. Yeah. Folks, faith is the victory. Let me say it again. Faith is the victory. Our lives, our lives should be lived as such that I believe God has everything figured out. And he does. And he does. 
And being that I am his child, he will provide, he will take care, and he's going to do what's best for me. Well, if I believe that and understand that and I'm willing to accept that, what is there left for me to do as a Christian? What is that left? Okay, that eliminates worrying. That eliminates anxiety. That eliminates being concerned about things. You know what? That just wipes it clean. That leaves one critical element for me to do that God would have us to do. That is to glorify him. And praise him all day. Every day. Look, if you don't believe me, look at, look over in, uh, what is it? First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. Verse number 9, the Bible said, but you, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. But this is what I want you to chime in on. Right. That you should show forth the praises yeah. of him who had called you out of darkness into his, what? Marvelous light. Yeah. You know what? God, God has taken care of everything else. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 6. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and what? All, All these things shall be added unto you. God has removed every issue of concern that would hinder us from doing what Peter outlines right here, that we should praise God. This is, this is why he saved us. Amen. This is why he saved us. Amen. Look at what it says right here, that you should show forth, that you should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into what? His marvelous light. The life we live supposed to be a, a, a lantern in the midst of darkness. The life that we live should be a testimony to everybody we meet and everywhere we go every day. The life we live should be a story being told unto people that I once was blind, but now I see. Because it was God who extended the grace and the mercy and showed the long suffering toward us. That we could be called out of darkness into his marvelous light and to go forth and show these praises. Is that what your life is about? Right, right. Huh? Right. Is that what your life is about every day? It's, that's what it should be about every day. Amen. Because in judgment, the things that we think are so important in life, it's not going to even matter in judgment. It's not going to matter. Just as the scripture tell us, look, don't store up all your treasures here on earth. Because why? Thieves and robbers will come in and steal it. 
Well, as we know, Atlanta is good. Atlanta is known for that, right? God must have had Atlanta in mind when he wrote this. These and robbers will. Moth and rust. Oh, guess what? It will corrode. Well, I'm saving. I'm saving. I'm saving. A uh, few, few people talked about my shoes this morning. You know, I said, well, look. My kid bought me some shoes for Father's Day. I don't, I don't put them on a, a box and just look at them. And I, I won't know how nice they look when I'm in a casket with brand new shoes on. I prefer to wear. Talk about you might get them dirty. The shoes. I'm sorry, that, that's the way I roll. Amen. At least I'll be able to say, I walk. We, we store up and save up and save up and save up, and then you die. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And you don't know who's going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> don't know who's going to get it. And, and, and then your kids sometimes, I ain't saying this about all kids, but some kids are waiting for you to die. <laughs> won't lift a finger, won't come visit you, won't do hardly anything for you now. But they just waiting for you to die. <laughs> and then if you don't leave them something, they don't care whether you get buried or not. <laughs> I, I'm, not I'm not against saving something, but you know what? Trying to build your heaven here on earth is not the way Christians ought to live. Amen. We should have a bigger picture on this thing. Yes, sir. yes, we can enjoy this life in the physical, but there's something greater for us to look forward to, folks. Amen. That's something greater for us to look forward to. Amen. And, and I, I believe we miss it all the time because we're so busy trying to make a living that we forget it's something bigger. On the other side. Amen. Amen. Somebody. I tell you what. Turn over. Let's go over to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. Let me me see where. where, What was our scripture text? 6, 15, and 58. No, let's let's go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I want to go there first. And uh, then we'll go over to 15, 58. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. There is a transformation that should have occurred in our lives. As becoming Christians. Church of Corinth had some issues and some problems. And and instead of them leaning to the spiritual mindset and dealing with problems and issues that were going on in their lives. They they turned to the carnal way of doing things. And beginning reading at verse (laughs) number nine, the Bible said, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. We all know what effeminate means, right? Huh? It don't necessarily mean a person gay, but they have 
feminist or man has feminine ways. That's why mothers raising their sons need to be careful. Let me say that again. Mothers raising their sons need to be careful. You know, it's it just like get to a certain age, you used to taking your child to the women's restroom. That boy get to a certain age, you need to get with a man and say, hey, he need to learn to go to the men's restroom. Give you an example. I, I make make sure you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> there should come a point in a young child's life when a young boy get a certain age, he need to understand he should stand and urinate and not sit. That's right. That's right. That's right. He run in the bathroom and sit to urinate because that's what he see his mama doing. That's right. Women don't stand like men. That's right. Right? That's right. I hope you don't. <laughs> so that boy somewhere along that course that boy need to go into the men restroom Amen. Amen. need to teach him how to shake hands like a man Amen. And don't be doing this That's right. you know that flimsy handshake some, some church folk give and act like they really don't want to shake your hand. Not necessarily that he's gay yet. But he's heading that way. What the song said, I'm going that way. The Bible condemns that. All the crazy mess. Let 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 them seek out their identity. Let them search themselves. Ain't nothing to search. Look right between your legs. The search is over. God gave you one thing or other, and whatever He pinned you with, that's who you are. Amen. Effeminate. No abusers of themselves with mankind, yeah. nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortionists shall inherit the kingdom of God. Mm. Woo! But that's a li- that's a hit list there. Yes, that's a hit list. And guess what? The Bible says, and such was some of you. Yeah. 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 We, we we were on there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. We were on there somewhere. Yes, sir. Or, or we were all of them. Pick, choose, or accept it all. The bottom line, we were on that list somewhere. Because God can't lie. He can't lie. And such was some of you. But this is what I love. It says, but, but, you are washed. You are sanctified and you are justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Boy, look, can I pause right there for a moment? Can I pause right there? It said, but you are washed. Oh, my goodness. Something happened. Something happened. Remember that invitation to be called out of darkness into the marvelous light? Oh, we went into the Maytag cycle. We will watch. Washing the blood of the Lamb. Yeah. Yeah. 
The Bible said we've been washed. No longer are we on that hit list anymore. It said in such were some of you. It doesn't say that I'm still that way anymore. That's why I said every day, all day, we have a testimony to tell somebody. Because you know what? Whether you tell somebody or not, folks know how you used to be. Folks know, but our job is to illuminate. Our job is to, is to bring light into dark situations. Our, our job is to bring light into dark conversations. People always want to talk about some perverted stuff and talk about some crazy, raunchy stuff. It's our job to bring light into that conversation. Yeah, I used to laugh at stuff like that. I used to tell jokes like that. Oh, but man, I've been washed. I've been made whole. I've been made clean. I've been remitted of my sins. Oh, I got I got a new I got a new wardrobe that I wear now. Yeah. I've been washed. Yeah. Are you thankful to God that you've been washed? Because and and, and and this washing right here, it, it doesn't matter whether the water is hot, cold, or warm. Because mm-hmm. it's the blood that I'm dependent upon. Oh, I go down under the water, but the water would have no significance. Guess what? If by faith I didn't come in contact with the blood. Amen. So I'm washed. Yeah. Guess what? I'm sanctified. Yeah. What? What? Church of Christ folks use that word? Sanctified? I thought, no, I thought the only folks use that word were them holiness folks. Mm-hmm. No, the holiness folks stole it from us. Because we are the church. And the scripture says that we are sanctified. And being that they are not the church. They had to take it from us. They, they, they They just addressed it in a more renowned way. You know, they, their young ladies would wear the, the long dresses. Yeah. They would say, well, we don't wear makeup and all this stuff and everything. They covered themselves and everything. And we call them the sanctified, the holiness girls. The sanctified girls. Y'all went to school with some of them. Some of y'all may have been one. Hey. I ain't knocking the I ain't knocking the quote unquote sanctified girl because you know what? They dress more modest than Christian girls did. They just had the wrong doctrine. And, and the sad thing, some of them left the holiness church, then they started getting naked. When they came in the church of Christ. <laughs> Let me leave that alone. But we are sanctified. Sanctified means what? Set apart. Same thing Peter said. Same thing Peter said. Well, we're royal. We're royal priesthood. Peculiar people. We've been set apart. Now think about anything that God bothers to set apart. He has a reason to set it apart. Why did God set Israel apart from all other nations? He said, I chose you not because you were great. 
not because you were large in numbers and all of that stuff. He said, there were many other nations larger than you. He chose Israel for his own personal reason. He said, I chose you, and because I chose you, and because I'm holy, you know what? You can't go entangling and involving yourself with these other nations. Well, if the Bible said we are sanctified and set apart, guess what? We can't have ourselves going out there entangling ourselves, involving ourselves with these unbelievers and these perverted-minded people. Well, I don't don't hang around no perverted-minded people. Well, when the last time you check your mind? See, you you can hang around somebody for too long, or so so long you don't see. You don't see it in them. Because see, you you're emotionally involved. Yeah, yeah. I just I just never thought my friend would be like that. Well, everybody else knew they were crazy. But see, the mind has a way of, of blocking us from seeing what we don't want to see. That's why we need the Word of God. If they're not going to be a Christian, if they're not going to love God and keep God first and all that they do and walk the same walk that you're going to walk, you, you know what? You need to leave them alone. How are they going to benefit you and edify you and, and draw you closer to God if they are against your God? Huh? What did God instruct Israel to do? Stay away from the other nations. Why? They'll turn your heart away from me. What did God tell Solomon? Leave those strange women alone. Did he listen? What did they do? They turned his heart away from him. Is that hard to understand for us? But some of my best friends are. They, well, if some of your best friends are unbelievers, what does that make your walk with God? Huh? Because the scripture said, friendship of the world is what? Enmity with God. Right? So, so are you walking in the light as he is the light? Because the question was asked on one occasion, what does darkness have to do with light? Or what does light have to do with darkness? There's no fellowship spiritually. So how are you going to make it a fellowship? Well, you can make it in your carnal sense. But you can't make it acceptable unto God. And our lives supposed to be about what? Praising God and what? Giving God glory, right? Can I glorify God in darkness? Hmm. It goes on to say, we are washed. We're sanctified. And guess what? But ye are justified. 
what the, what's the justification mean? What does it mean to be justified? We've been declared or made righteous. Listen to what this says right here. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. We got cleaned up. We were set apart. And now we have been declared and made righteous and holy. Not of our own, but in the name of Jesus Christ. Through his blood. Through his power. See, if God just looked at us for who we are without looking at us through the filter of Jesus Christ, God would only see a nasty, stinky, raggedy piece of rag. Yeah, that's right. But when he looked at us through his son, Jesus, oh, he see a different picture. He see, he see something recycled. He sees something made new. When we went down into the watery grave of baptism, as Paul said, old things are passed away and all things become what? New. When God looks at us through the filter of his son, he sees a masterpiece. He sees something worth saving. And right here it said, we are justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. Folks, we should appreciate God's love. Because what would have happened if God had not so loved the world? What would have happened if God would not have so loved the world and decided not to give his only begotten son? Where would the washing have occurred? Where would the sanctification have taken place? Where would it have taken place? Where would be the justification? Who would do it? But because God so loved the world. As Paul said, we are washed, sanctified, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of God. That's why we all feel good about ourselves. It's easy to to say amen, hallelujah up in here. Because we're all of the same mind, same judgment. Supposed to be. But is that what you take out of here when you leave? Are you reminded of being washed, sanctified, and justified when you go in among those those wolves and those 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 crooks out there? When folks on your job are stealing and then they say, Well, they ain't gonna miss it, and they want you to be are in on some of the wrong that they do. Do you remember that you are washed? Do you remember that you are sanctified? You set apart? Do you remember that you are justified? 
when your associates, and she said, well, I don't have uh, friends. I have, when your associates want to go hang out. Do you remember this? Or do you just run along with them and say, well, I'm mature enough. I know how far to go and what not to do. Well, you know what? If I'm sitting around with a bunch of folks drinking, folks just going to assume that I drink too. You say, but I wasn't drinking. Well, the Bible said abstain from the appearance of evil. Amen. So in other words, you shouldn't be out there with them. Amen. That's right. Why? Because I'm sanctified. Yeah. I'm set apart. Can you imagine Israel telling God, look. I know those other nations do some off-the-wall stuff. They do some, some perverted stuff. Yeah. Committing fornication and all that stuff. You told us don't go over there and come join us. Well, how about if we just did it among our own selves? Oh. Do you think God would have said, well, that's fine. As long as you ain't going over there to do it. Do you, do you believe God would have said it was all right? No. Well, that's no different than people talking about something. Well, I'm mature. I can handle myself. I know how far to go and everything. No. God said, avoid it. Amen. Because whether you believe it or not, evil communications corrupt good morals. It's a reason why God tells his people, stay away from evil doings. Because you will give in to it. It can overtake you. You could think you're strong. You're not as strong as you think. God tells you to flee from fornication for a reason. Even though Philippians 4.13 says, I could do all things through Christ. God never tells a person to stand up and challenge fornication. Why? Because we know the end will be devastating. What did Paul tell Timothy? Flee. Flee. Run. Run. Don't play with that. Y'all ain't listening to me. But it's the truth anyway. It's the truth anyway. You are washed, you are sanctified, and you are justified in the name. So folks, being that we are this. Being that we are this. And I truly believe what I'm, I truly believe what I'm about to say. If we truly lived and believed what we're reading right here. Mm-hmm. People should people should be questioning us and they should have a desire to want to be like us. Yeah. Because it should it should challenge their thinking and it should just make them that much more curious as to why are you so different? believe God designed it that way we're supposed to be set apart different 
We don't blend. I say this all the time. We don't blend in with other people. We don't. We don't supposed to. And what's destroying the church? What's destroying the church influence? Folks don't have a problem blending. Well, what, what they doing in the world, we'll just do it in the church. The way they dress in the world, we'll just dress that way in the church. The way they talk out in the world, we'll talk that way in the church. Well, let me ask you that. Let me ask you this. If that's the case, where's the sanctification? What's the purpose? Where is the setting apart? Brothers, brothers, since the sisters always have, we pick on the sisters all the time. Brothers, are we different? Are we different? Or do we allow, well, this is just a man thing. It's just a man thing. No. You, you call to be more than just a man. Do other men want to hang around you because they see the difference in how you live and they see, they notice something special about you, godly about you? Or do they feel, hey, you one of the boys, just like me? Man, the worst insult somebody can give you as a Christian man is for an unbeliever to say, you just like them. That's the, that's the biggest insult they could give, they could give you. Amen. You should be offended. Amen. Well, if I'm just like the unbeliever, that means I, no, I ain't no more closer to God than I thought. Amen. I'm, not, I'm not demonstrating any kind of fruit or anything yeah. different. Yeah. We're supposed to be different. And I realize being different is something people just don't like. Because people don't like feeling isolated. People don't like feeling singled out. But guess what? You're never alone. You're never alone. That's why the renewing of your mind is the first step and come into an understanding about this thing called living by faith. Amen. You know God is with you all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Romans 8.31 says what? If God be what? Who could be what? Do you believe that? Amen. Huh? Amen. See, if you believe it, you're going to take a stand even when you know everybody else is going to talk about you and, and go against you. Yes, sir. But if you believe Romans 8.31, you should understand that, hey, if God is for me, I am the majority. Amen. I don't care how many unbelievers, how, how much they yak their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Elijah and the prophets of Baal? 450 false prophets, yeah. They were calling on Baal. They were calling. Call. Call. 
Call him. Call him. Who was there with Elijah? Now, as far as the eyes could see, just Elijah. Yeah. But spiritually, who was there with Elijah? God. 450 against one. But that, that's an uneven scale right there. But who won? Huh? What happened? What happened? We talked about this the other night on the radio. We, uh, look, they call on Baal. Baal never answered. Elijah said, call a little loud. He might be asleep. <laughs> might be busy. Call him a little louder. Call out. Cry out. He never answered. But Elijah called on God. Amen. And what happened? God answered. And after God answered and consumed the sacrifice, yes, sir. Elijah ordered, you kill every last one of them. You kill them. But as far as what the eyes could see, Elijah was by himself. But as far as the spiritual sight, God was with him. Amen. Folks, is that how we walk? Do we walk with the confidence of knowing God is with us all the time? What is the promise Jesus made? He said, I never leave you, nor what? Nor forsake you. I'll be with you for how long? Even until when? Can he lie? Do you believe that? Huh? Well, it's time to start living a life and stop making concessions to make unbelievers and worldly folks feel good about you. You want, you want, you want the unbeliever, the sinner to feel good about you. They need to come to know Jesus. They Amen. need to come to know the Lord. Amen. There's no other uh, antidote to helping somebody who's blind than the gospel. Amen. They don't, want you, they don't want to be your friend anymore. That's their problem. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to grow up and understand that's a blessing on your part because they probably was hindering you in your walk. Amen. So we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 58. Regardless of what we have to go through in this life, regardless of what battles we have to fight, regardless of how much we feel we have to stand alone, Paul says this. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. In the Lord. He said nothing about you you branching out doing your own thing. In the Lord. He said be steadfast. Hold your ground. 
dig in. Don't compromise. They're going to hate you. You know what? Folks, I hate you. I don't care what. You can agree with everything they want. They'll still talk about you. Man, if you're going to hate me, hate me for the truth. Be steadfast. Let your yea be yea and let your nay be nay. You're going to be a Christian. Be a Christian. Not any of this mess. You know, I I get so, ooh, it just. I almost said something. I don't want to offend nobody. It makes, makes me sick. Christians make a bold statement and then turn around and apologize. Yeah, but but you know we all have sin and it, it. why are you always apologizing? Stop apologizing. Just stand there. Be steadfast. Hold true to what you believe. Folks don't like it, that's their problem. He said, be unmovable. Stop being like the wind. Blow here, blow there, blow this direction, blow this. What do you you believe in? I believe in the word of God. How do you feel about this? I don't feel. I believe in what the word of God says. Well, what's your position on this? My position is what the word of God teach. Amen. See, our problem is we always want to ins- in- inject ourselves, insert ourselves. Mm-hmm. How about inserting the word of God? Right. Talk to some Christian, you, don't, you, you really don't know if they're a Christian or not. I'm really, I'm fit to drop this and I'm going to move on. Folks running around hollering, I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. Let me ask you this. How can you be a Christian and you uphold and sustain abortion? Same sex marriage. All this other perverted stuff. Democratic Party support and push. And I ain't saying the Republicans are any better. We're so we're so caught up. Our mind should be in the Word of God. The only thing a Christian should be professing to be is a Christian. But we're so caught up in being a Democrat, a Republican, or this or that. How in the world are you going to represent God and stand on values that go against God? God amen. Then folks say, well, you just got to choose between the two evils. I ain't got to choose between nothing. All I got to do is choose God and stay black and die. Amen. Brother Mazo, what you, what you saying? I shouldn't vote. That, that. I, I said what I said. You need to vote for God. You need to vote for Jesus. That's who you need to vote for. Amen. 
You need to stand. You want to stand on something? You want to you want a platform? Stand on Christianity. Amen. The song we sing, on Christ a solid rock I stand. Yeah. All other ground is what? <laughs> we walk around proud, chest stuck out. Because we affiliate ourselves with some parties that that go against God's word. His party oppressed his people. This party murdered innocent babies. This party, well, then somebody, somebody said, well, you just gotta choose between the two. No, I don't. I don't need to choose either one. Because this world ain't my home, folks. Amen. Passed a law the other day. Juneteenth. Can I talk to my people? Negroes out everywhere celebrate. Why they celebrate Juneteenth? You, you know what else is June, right? Pride. Pride. So while you out there Juneteenth, here come the rainbow people. You, 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 you think you're celebrating one thing, and here they come incorporating something else. No different than when Black Lives Matter. Start protesting. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Then next thing you know, who was out there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All lives matter. Mm-hmm. Gay lives matter. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, be unmovable Amen. on the word of God. Amen. Be like, those, be like those folks in Hebrews 11. Yeah. Brother made those folks got killed. They got ran away and all that. And guess what? They got a good report. Amen. Because they believed. They believed there was something greater beyond this side. Yeah. Some of y'all looking at me all funny. Just, just, just holler at me after service. I ain't scared. (laughs) Goes on to say, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. God's people should be busy. Amen. 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 God's people should be busy. Locust Grove Church of Christ should always be busy doing something. We should always have our hands in the midst of doing something Amen. to glorify God and serving God. Amen. Ain't no done seller. Ain't no vacationing and taking off and retiring and everything. God's people should always be abounding. Amen. Should always be searching and looking for ways to improve, to provide, to do better. We're starting our Spanish class 
in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Some folks, you know, ain't expressed no interest in anything trying to help your child. Yeah. Have you looked at the makeup of Georgia lately? Oh, no. oh. These, these same Mexican Hispanics that we used to laugh at and make jokes about, uh, yeah. now they running things. Now they hiring you. Come on now. And if you don't speak their language, you're, you're, you're at a disadvantage now. That's right. I'm just trying to give you some examples. Yeah. We should always be busy. Yeah. Trying to expound and build and grow. Yeah. You got no room for nobody to just come and sit and do nothing. That's right. That's right. And when it's all said and done, folks, when it's all said and done, when you fold your hands and rest, you close your eyes, you know what? You'll be able to stand in the judgment and know that it wasn't in vain. You're either going to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, or you're going to hear, depart from me. Yes, I never knew you. Yes. You workers of iniquity. Yeah. But if you dig in. Yeah. Stand for truth. Make up your mind. As Paul said, I fought this fight. Yeah. I fought a goal. I finished my course. I have kept what? The faith. I have kept what? The faith. the faith. And I know henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Yeah. But he said, not just for me only. Yes, sir. You want some of this? You want some of this? Do what the scripture said. Be steadfast, unmovable, yeah. always abounding, and you could get one too. Man. It's not in vain, folks. Yeah. Folks say, well, I try to live right, I do right. It just seems like the more I try to do right and do right, I, I just can't get ahead, can't get ahead. You just ain't looking. Mm. See, sometimes we only see blessings financially. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we only see blessings materialistically. Sometimes God can bless you to be a blessing to somebody. He can use you to go through something and you endure and go through it to help somebody else through what they get ready to go through. We're so caught up in just looking at everything from a monetary aspect. And looking at the fact that I could be a blessing to somebody by just helping them to get through a sickness or a problem that they're going through. You can be a blessing to somebody by just being a good listener. Amen. It's not in vain. It's not in vain. Folks, I believe God, God can take us to greater heights than we've ever imagined. We just got to make up our mind to dig in. 
You ready? Amen. You ready? Amen. I hope you are. Because we're going with or without you. We're going with or without you. But as we go, we're trying to get rid of dead weight. Because we don't need anything to hold us back. Man, if you can't do nothing else but pray, make sure you pray. You make sure you pray good. Yeah. That's all I have for you today. I hope you encourage. Yes, I hope hope something from God's word will inspire you to want to live better yeah. and do better, to trust in God more. Yeah. God cannot lie, folks. Yeah. Just think about what I say about that surgery. Think about when you go get a prescription filled. How many of you know your pharmacists? How many have ever taken drugs that your pharmacy gave you? How many ever, anybody ever took drugs from your pharmacist, had a prescription filled? See, some of you are sitting there looking at me like you crazy. Yeah, you, yeah, you've had a prescription fee. Do you know your pharmacist? I don't know if he's married or she married or what. I don't know. But I trust them to give me the right drug. You get home, you take it. That's right. You do whatever that labor tells you. Once a day, twice a day, with food or whatever. That's right. And you don't even know. Okay. And then you scratch your head when they come to God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. There's a place for the fearful. That's right. And the unbelieving. Yes, sir. Just remember that. There's a place. And it burns. And it burns and it burns. All because you trusted a man more than you would God. Wake up, folks. Wake up. God has done nothing to want to hinder you or hold you back. From doing well. Amen. It's just that he knows more than you. And sometimes he will prevent you from doing something or going somewhere because you don't see what's going on. Mm. You can't see tomorrow, next year, or the year after, but God already knows. Amen. And you want to get mad? You should be praising him Thank and thanking him. For being a loving father that he is. If you're here today and you haven't surrendered your will to God. To become his child and to be baptized for the remission of your sin. Today would be a great day to do it. I don't know what you're waiting on. But don't let time catch you. Don't let it run out on you. Because you die in your sins. Where Jesus is, he said you can't come. You will be forever separated from him. Must hear, believe, repent, confess, 
Be baptized for the remission of your sins and live faithful upon your completion of being baptized for the remission of your sins. For us who are members of the body already, we've been baptized, you need to repent and be restored back into the right fellowship. Get it done. Get it done. What, what are you holding on to? You stay separated too long. Sin might just get a hold to you and you might just enjoy that sin. Whatever you need to do, leave here a better person. Leave here in a closer walk. Leave here in a better condition than you did when you came. Make sure when you walk out of these doors today, your calling and election is sure. You don't have to wonder if something happened to me when I leave out of here, if I go to heaven. It's up to you to decide whether you will or not. Get it right. And you can walk out of these doors today knowing if something happened, I'm ready. Paul didn't say, I hope there's laid up for me a crown. He said, I know it's laid up there for me. And I'm going to get it. Man. You ready to get yours? Man. Huh? Man. You ready to get yours? Yes, One of these days, God's people are going to be excited. Amen. And I can understand why many won't go to heaven. Because if you, if you won't open your mouth and send them down here. You might, go, you, might, you might go to heaven if you could with the wrong agenda. You ready for your crown? Yeah. It's yours to claim. What's our song, Jerry? 559. 559. 559 is our invitation song. Folks, come on. Let's encourage somebody to get a life to Christ today. Yeah. Let's encourage somebody to repent. Let's encourage somebody to get right with God today. Yeah. Let us together stand and let us sing.